Hi, welcome to the Bottlegum Podcast. On today's episode, Chris and Troy talk with Josie Campbell about her work on Shazam, The New Champion, and Legion of Superheroes, Supergirl. Listen to hear more. Hey, Josie, welcome. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me on. <laughs> Thanks for coming on. How you doing? Uh, I'm good. I'm good. It's a little wet outside, but other than that, it's uh, nice and toasty inside. <laughs> That's good. That's good. It's, uh, you know, we're both in New York, so, you know, we're mm. used to kind of having, you know, four seasons in a week. So <laughs> last week it was like pretty warm. It was almost like spring weather. And then mm-hmm. this week it's like, it's pretty cold. So, you know, yeah. we're dealing with that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I feel like I can't complain though, because you guys have snow and I'm just like, oh guys, it's raining water from the sky. Can you believe it? In <laughs> yeah. Los Angeles? I don't think so. <laughs> it's like three times a year at most, but. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, but you know, like being a New Yorker all my life, I definitely feel like, hey, I think the planet is getting warmer because it's like <laughs> January and I can wear mm-hmm. a sweater. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm like, I'm feeling that. <laughs> but yeah, once again, thank you for coming on. We're excited. You got a lot of stuff going on, particularly as we're recording this in about a week, the conclusion of the new champion of Shazam comes up. So we definitely wanted to talk to you about that, especially being that, you know, we have the movie coming out. Yeah. Mary is such an integral part of the Shazam family and also DC history. So what has it been like writing that character and, you know, obviously writing her in her own solo series? I think a lot of times we see her, you know, as a background character or a sidekick. So what's it like to kind of put her in the spotlight? Um, I mean, it, it's been incredible. Uh, I, I, I've loved Mary for, for years. Like, um, I think I said this in like in some other interviews, but like I first kind of found out about the Fawcett family in college because I was writing like my thesis on like people, the women in comic books. And I'd found some original uh, sort of artwork um, uh, from the auto binder era where he had described her as like, you know, she like flies like a lark and then punches a man out. And I was like, oh, that's so cool. <laughs> She's my new favorite character now. Uh, and then got really into all of the like old like Fawcett comics and all of the old like Captain Marvel, the Marvel fan club, Marvel Jr., like all of that stuff. So yeah, so when DC was like, hey, do you have any interest in Mary Marvel? Like, I was like, absolutely, yes. Uh, you couldn't have asked a bigger fangirl than me. So not only just to like write her, but to put her in a solar series. Yeah, it's exactly like you've said, like, even though she's been part of the DC universe for a while, like, she's always kind of played second fiddle to people. Like, she's part of a team book, or she's, you know, second fiddle to Billy, or like, you've got the whole family in. So it was really cool to be the first person in like almost 70 years to highlight her on her own. Um, And so, and then, you know, add Doc Shaner to the mix. And it was like, I think the best experience a like newbie, like comic book writer could possibly have. Yeah, that's awesome. Like the the art definitely highlights her. And, you know, it's one of those aspirations, like Shaner writes, you know, draws their characters in such an aspirational and iconic kind of way especially those covers, you know, that's kind of like uh, when it comes to comic books, it's like, it's very basic. Like, Hey, if it sits on a shelf really well, you'll get it. And that's kind of how I found the story. And also like, I I love the Shazam family and anytime you get to explore a different set, but what was it like also like modernizing her? I think like what's interesting about the story too, you, you definitely bring in some modern elements, especially in the last issue. So what was it like kind of writing her in that context too? Yeah. I mean, you know, honestly, a lot of my career has been kind of doing that, you know, like I, you know, before Shira, I was working on Justice League Action, I was working on some other DC stuff over at Warner Brothers, Teen Titans Go. 
I did Shira, which was definitely like a modernize this, but also keep aspects that we loved, you know? So for me, it was keeping the core of characters and like touchstones. Um, and then, but then like sort of like changing sort of the context that you see them in. Like for instance, you know, I was like, oh, I'm bringing back Hoppy. Like I'm bringing back the Marvel bunny, but I wasn't going to do it the same exact way. Like we'd seen Hoppy before where he's like an anthropomorphic cartoon character with a cape talking and running around. It just didn't, didn't feel like that sensibility quite fits in with a modern take. So I was like, you know, I want Hoppy, but what would be fun is that he is literally a bunny. He's literally a rabbit who's gained the ability to talk and his priorities are still a rabbit's priorities. It's still <laughs> like, give this message, eat carrots, maybe some apple slices. But yeah, that was sort of like how I approached everything where like, you know, like I think you guys have seen like old characters like Disaster Master or sort of my take on Chain Lightning, which is those three guys with the lightning were old characters, but like I modernized them by just sort of like, oh, this is the core of them. They're a merry villain or this is the core of him. He's like, you know, a big, you know, Disaster Master is a big loud mouth, but then putting them in a different context, let her play with them differently. And I think the biggest thing is just putting such an emphasis on Mary as a character and specifically her goals of like growing up. Because I think the biggest thing that I was trying to do to modernize the character is just make her very relatable and to make her not like, here's a superhero you can't touch, but here's a teenage girl who thinks she's starting her life. She's going to go to college and then everything kind of craters in on itself. And then we see what kind of person she is through how she deals with adversity and how she deals with these powers. So the short version is I kept a lot of the sort of core ideas of the faucet stuff, but by putting Mary in college and by telling the story through her viewpoints, I could really sort of like modernize it and make it be like, this is Mary's story. She's a real girl. She just happens to have lightning powers and a superpower family. Now that the series is you know, almost at its conclusion, for you, do you have any plans with the character, you know, outside of that? And, you know, have you talked with DC about like where you could put the character, even if it isn't in a solo series? Yeah, I mean, um, the biggest thing, which has already been announced, is I'm writing uh, a Shazam sort of corner for the Lazarus Planet event. Um, and I'm very, I think the um, the artwork um, Yannick did that shows Mary and Malik and Billy came out. So they're in that story. I can't say much more than that, other than if you want to see more Shazam stuff, definitely, re definitely read Lazarus Planet. And then really, if you want to see a lot more Shazam stuff, really read Lazarus Planet Revenge of the Gods, which also has just been announced. And I'm working on a little corner, some backups on Wonder Woman for that. But the, like, Mary and Billy and are here to stay. They're here to be part of the DC universe. And it's been very, very exciting to get to be a part of that. And, you know, just as a fangirl, to get to be part of, like, an event that Mark Wade puts together and then an event yeah. that, like, G. Willow Wilson is helming. Like, it's crazy. <laughs> With Mary, it's it's cool because it, it feels like she's having a bit of a moment, like in some of the, the stuff for, for the movie. Obviously, she's kind yeah. of like uh, a little bit more front and center. And Troy and I are big Young Justice fans, and we're hoping mm. for a season yeah. you know, yeah. five or six where we actually get to see the payoff of, of Mary's evolution because yeah. obviously, you know, there's that end credit tease where you're like, mm -hmm. oh... And also in the series, when you see her kind of separate, you're like, oh, I think something's going to happen to that and stuff. So yeah. it is good to to have her have that moment, because I think the Shazam family is one of those unique families where it, it isn't really a mantle. You know, they they share mm -hmm. the power yeah. and it doesn't feel like at, at times, like when a character takes on a mantle, you're like, prove it. 
<laughs> like prove it to yeah. us you know you're like can this person be batman can this person be captain america mm-hmm. whereas like with the shazam family you know they've been a family for for 60 70 years so yeah and something where it's like hey like this already exists like how do we explore it how would he show people that outside of shazam he there's this rich mm-hmm. you know characters and history so i'm really excited for america yeah i mean you know i think the thing that i really love most is like exactly what you said it's their family like, and I know, like, you you get, like, some of the Bat Family stuff, but, like, there's only ever really one Robin at a time. Like, you know, you'll be Red Hood, you'll be this, like, you have your own books you intersect, but, like, yeah, the Shazamily comes as a package. And, like, even even in the, uh, even in the Mary series, I really wanted to make sure, even though it's, like, a, a highlighting her with New Champion, I'm like, but Darla's still really involved. But, like, we see Freddie and Pedro and Eugene. We see the aftermath of the missing Billy. Like, to me, it's not just here's one character solo like it's it's all of them and that's what makes them special and and different than anything else absolutely and also the the movies are so fun (laughs) i like i watched the first movie i was like this is fun and i didn't even think about like the next one i was just like this Mm -hmm. as a movie is great Mm -hmm. (laughs) i had a good time i could take my son to see it all those which is like my Mm -hmm. bar for for things these days yeah yeah going back to just what chris said about how the shazam family they kind of share the whole power, so they don't feel like they necessarily have to prove anything. I feel like that was something that was fun reading in the new Champion of Shazam, because Mary feels like she has to prove that she can do a lot of stuff on her own and that she doesn't need her family. Like, in the end, the fourth issue isn't out at the time of this recording because I was trying to make sure I read it before we had this interview. <laughs> and Chris is like, dude, it's not out for another week. Or two weeks. Don't worry, man. Don't stress <laughs> out. <laughs> so hopefully that one she'll, you know, have that realization. Like I don't have to do it all myself. I can share the power of my family, even though like she can't, based on like the power that Billy gave her. So I'm excited for the conclusion of it. And there's just like so many little epiphanies that I have whenever Chris and I talk. And now that you've given us a couple more. Amazing. Yeah. No, I'm really, I'm really excited for people to see the end. Cause yeah, I mean, you know, that was also the uh the challenge was put a spotlight on Mary, but yeah, like for, for her, it's almost the opposite of like not proving I can be a hero, but proving that like I can be on my own. Um, and you know, that's, that's such a relatable struggle and such a relatable thing, especially for like, you're 18 years old, you're starting your life. Like how much is still your family? How much is still your past? How much is this new persona you've created? So that was, I'm really glad to hear that that resonated because that was like so much, that was so much of my pitch to DC. I was like, all right, here we go. And then also Hoppy and Uncle Marv are here. <laughs> I think that's what sold them. They're like, Hoppy? Yes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's like, we're going to give you a 12 issue maxi series on just Hoppy. Yes, I would, I would <laughs> love that. I will say there was a, uh, the second issue when Hoppy sort of gets zapped and loses his powers, like we get we get notes from legal just to make sure that like we haven't said anything that's like, you know, like, oh, we've mentioned a copyrighted thing that we can't mention. Yeah. And the only note was they were like, you monster, how could you do this to Hoppy? And that was legal's <laughs> note from DC. And I was like, well, okay, just keep writing though. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, we're gonna get a note from PETA, so can you like we personally don't like that you made us sad <laughs> with the rabbit. And I was like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, keep reading. <laughs> So Shazam, the last episode or the last issue is going to be coming out soon. And then later on in the year, we're going to have the Legion of Superheroes. Yeah. What was it like working on that? It Like the show, the cartoon when I was growing up was one of my favorite. And then all the stuff that like kind of gets leaked in here and there with like 
It was in Justice League Unlimited for an episode, and then a little bit of Batman Beyond. How was it doing this movie and kind of putting your own spin on things? Uh, it was it was really really fun. I mean, I I really like the Legion. Um, when so Jim Krieg's the producer and Butch is the art producer on these, and so when they called me up and were like, "Hey, we're thinking of doing another one, sort of set in that Tomorrowverse that like it's probably Legion." Like I again, I was just like okay, let me tell you about Rebels and, like, Legion, like, my favorite <laughs> Legion <laughs> comics and Real Docs. We're going to talk about Real Docs for, like, an hour. <laughs> so, like, I was I was very excited. Like, I, I read a lot of the, like, old Cochran uh, stuff, which is so cool also just to see his designs and see that sort of sensibility he had in art pre, like, sort of X-Men. Like, there's, like, elements there. I'm like, oh, I can see sort of, like, the, the changeover from, like, you know, his art styles throughout that. Um, so on a, on a nerd level, I was very excited. And then, yeah, getting to sort of reinvent the Legion and sort of, um, put them together, have Supergirl in here, uh, was really, really like a fun exercise. Cause I wasn't adapting a story per se. Like I was kind of, I, I mean, honestly, let like Shazam taking classic elements I liked or classic elements that I know fans love of like these character, this idea, the Academy, this, this. And putting them all together in a cohesive story that's new and original, but hopefully has enough touch points that like a fan will be like, oh, damn, I love this. This is my, this is the Legion I read growing up. Or a new person comes in and they're like, damn, I really, I really need to get into the Legion and I really need to read some books. Uh, so yeah, over, overall, it was a really fun experience and getting to write a sort of an original story with sort of these existing characters was uh, what is sort of the, the thing you want to do the most as like a fan and a writer. And what's interesting about like the new kind of like DC animated verse they're doing with the, those movies. It's like, whereas, whereas before they used to go like, all right, we have to adapt a story mm-hmm. so that we could get people to buy these Blu-rays. And yeah. whereas like recently they've kind of, They've done a bit of that, but they've given people more freedom. Like the the Green Lantern movie they did, yeah. they somehow adapted, you know, that parallax story and kind of mixed different things in there. Where you're like, this, I I know pieces of this, but this is completely new. I don't know where it's going. Yeah. And by the end of it, I was surprised. So, what was it like having that freedom? And were there any like mandates you had in terms of like what things you needed to touch on? Um, so having the freedom was great because yeah, it, I mean, you know, adapting stuff is really fun, but you know, the reason I love writing and the reason I became a writer is to tell like new stories, even in these IPs, I want to like use these characters to tell new stories. So having that freedom was like kind of incredible. Um, and as for sort of mandates and things to touch on, the only thing was just, you know, I, like, you know, I, I know Tim and Ernie and Jeremy who all wrote some of the other ones in this sort of like spat of shared continuity. So it was mainly just you know, make sure that nothing that I'm doing in this like contradicts continuity we've set up. So, you know, we've got, if you've seen sort of, you know, The Man of Tomorrow, you've seen that sort of JSA Flash movie, uh, you've seen Green Lantern movie, you've basically seen everything. Um, So it's still, you know, Legion, you don't need to have seen any of that. You can come in fresh with this. But if you had, you're going to see like little connections here and there that this is all part of one shared continuity. This is all part of one shared DC universe. Uh, And it's, it's a lot of fun. And then, you know, on a personal level, I'm I'm pals with a lot of those guys. <laughs> so it's very fun to just call them up and be like, so what's happening in your thing? Okay, this is what's going to be happening in my thing. So <laughs> that's pretty awesome. How was it like switching from writing Mary to now you're writing for Supergirl and 
like are you going to continue writing for supergirl are you going to do like a supergirl comic in the future because it sounds like you get these really awesome powerful female characters that you get to write great stories for well thanks man yeah i mean you know like somebody else like our friends were pointing out it's like so wait mary is like a character who like says a say, like a magic word and transforms sort of like Shira. I'm like, like I've got a I've got a thing. I've got a trend. <laughs> I mean, I would I would love to write more Supergirl stuff. I I love the Super Family. I love the Shazam family. Some of it is being an auto binder super fan, but like I I love yeah female characters that are like really strong. I I love like physical strength. I love these characters who aren't afraid to like throw a punch or get their hands dirty. Uh, and so sort of being able to go from like Shira to Mary to like, you know, um, to, uh, Supergirl has been fantastic. So uh, nothing, nothing as of yet, but like, yeah, I would never rule out writing another Supergirl thing for DC. <laughs> I would oh. love it if you did, because I was really big into the DC new 52 run for Supergirl mm -hmm. and while there's only been three issues so far, I really liked what you've done with Mary and I would love to mm. see how you've made like you made mary's journey very like relatable and personable and in the new 52 run it is relatable but i feel like you lose pieces of like some of it being as grounded as mary's uh, run has been for you mm -hmm. so it'd be really interesting to see how you take the elements you've made with making mary grounded and very relatable and translate it to uh supergirl especially when and some runs like she's like oh yeah i've been asleep unconscious for like 18 years and i don't know what's going on yeah. at all yeah and that's hard to be grounded in that so it'd be really cool to see yeah. how you bring the elements you did for mary to supergirl one day hopefully yeah i mean you know like luckily like you know the legion of superheroes movie which very heavily like stars supergirl is coming out soon on i think it'll be on hbo max as well but definitely blu-ray not to, not totally sure but definitely blu-ray and home uh home video um so I definitely got to play a lot with her in that. And like, yeah, I mean, you know, just as Supergirl as a concept, like I, 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 there's so much there to play with. There's so much rich stuff that you can do. Like, yeah, there are some versions where it's like, okay, I've just been asleep and now I'm going to wake him and I'm a hero. But like, I think like, if you think about it and, you know, we kind of did this with Shira too. If you think about it, it's like, well, what does that actually mean? Like psychologically, does that, how does that affect a person? Like, you know, if, uh, you know, how do you, how do you deal with things if you're this different? Like, I think there's a lot of much like, you know, how Superman has a lot of really cool, like, you know, analogies to like, you know, the immigrant story being an adoptee. I think there's a lot of that that's inherent Supergirl that like, it's just rich ground for any writer to play with. So this is, I guess this is me being like, vote for me for Supergirl DC <laughs> comics, 2023 onwards. <laughs> this is my campaign. Let's start that hashtag. A hashtag it's a very long one <laughs> we created this podcast exclusively to <laughs> campaign for things so uh, like it takes about like five minutes into every episode for us to bring up booster gold and blue beetle oh, and, then, love... and then young yes! justice so like there's you know this is obviously this is a propaganda podcast we you know we're, we're dc fans and we yeah. try to Hash, yeah things. like we've got hashtag blue and gold we've got yeah. <laughs> hashtag jersey writes some more heroes for dc yeah exactly, exactly. and it's Amazing. fun you know it is cool you have these two characters because both of them are having a moment outside mm -hmm. of what you're mm -hmm. writing too you know mm -hmm. supergirl's gonna be you know heavily in the flash movie which yeah. is really exciting i think you know she's also like 
one of those underrated characters you know i think like when warner brothers they they make these these it's clear who what characters really sell you see damien <laughs> all the time you mm -hmm. see kara all the time mm -hmm. you know with those mm -hmm. apocalypse movies and stuff so it is cool to see them and also like we again bringing back young justice that tease at the end you're like yeah. all right it was mary, such a good tease <laughs> yeah. mary and kara together <laughs> yeah right that'd be so fun yeah yeah so those are things <laughs> and you know it's great you get this opportunity to kind of really explore them because um like we we actually had jeremy on the podcast and mm, it's like mm -hmm. awesome to kind of see like you be able to switch between those two worlds where it's like hey yeah. like I get to write these comic these characters in a different context, but yeah. also in the comics in continuity. So maybe yeah. one day a character I create actually makes it to the screen yeah. and stuff like that. So it's oh dope. man, yeah, no, I mean definitely, you know, like I was using in the comic, I was using a lot of like old characters, but like you know that third issue, Babel is something is a villain that I just wholeheartedly created on my own. I'm like, I think this is a cool idea for for a villain. And yeah, I'd love it if like down the road one day, like years later, people were like, Grandma Josie created the original Babel and now he's in movies and things. Yeah. That would be awesome. Yeah. And that's the, you know, that's the fun of comics. <laughs> yeah, they just have pictures like of the original art and stuff like that mm. across the, the family home. Yeah. <laughs> just, that's what sent me to college right yeah. there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mama and Papa made cartoons and this is how we put food on the table. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> But, you know, another thing we're, we're both really excited about and, you know, I've been hoping for for a long time is a new Superman cartoon, which <laughs> you're a showrunner on, My Adventures mm -hmm. in Superman. And what's dope is, like, I think he's such a great character. Like, um, mm -hmm. you know, HBO Max, I put on the, the show for myself, and he loves the intro. Like, he'll, mm -hmm. like, he loves intros of things, so yeah. he'll rewind it. And um, it is a little weird, though. His favorite episode is the Lobo episode. So I, think, <laughs> I do think there's something wrong with that. But he, he just likes the, the villains. Um, mm -hmm. But, like, what's it like sort of... And obviously, like, everyone's, like, a little bit on eggshells because, you know, like, with a lot of the stuff that's been going on at Wonder, some mm -hmm. people are like, hey, are we going to see it? But what was it like working mm -hmm. on... Like, now you get to work on the Superman family. Yeah. Oh, I love it. I mean, like, you know, I th I think if there's one thing you're taking away from this podcast is how much I love comic books and yeah. specifically <laughs> the Shazamly and the Super Family. Uh, you know, I can't say too much about Superman because yeah. it is it is still coming out. Um, yeah. It's still going to be coming out this year on Cartoon Network and HBO Max. Um, uh, I can't quite say more than that. But like, you know, on a personal level, like I love I love Superman. Uh, like, you know, one of like. I started, like, I'm a kid of the 90s, so I actually started reading Superman around the death of the Superman arc, and, like, I was young enough that I thought this was going to be the status quo forever, and it, like, blew my mind, and, like, also, like, you know, it was a big deal, like, on the news, they were talking about Superman's dead now, and I'm like, the adults are right, Superman is never coming back, oh my god, this is the biggest thing that's ever happened, and then I was, like, super invested in Reign of the Superman, and being like, which one, which one is real Superman, uh, and then... So, like, all of this is to say that, like, it's it's so fun to write this character. It's so fun to be, you know, it's so fun to be able, like, a, a, he's in the trailer for Legion of Superheroes. It's so fun to be able to write a couple of different versions of this character. And I think a lot like sort of everything else that I'm drawn to, like, even when you modernize a character, even when you change things, you want to keep the core of who he is. And for me, I love the big blue Boy Scout, you know? I love that... At the end of the day, it's not his superpowers that makes him a hero. It's the fact that he's a good person. It's the fact that he cares about other people and he wants to help them. And, like, it's it's so refreshing and so sweet. Like, Clark Kent's a sweet guy. He's a nice guy. Like, 
that I think that's the fantasy, especially for me, is like, here's the most powerful man on the planet. And what he wants to do is rescue a kitten out of a tree. And like, that's the fantasy. And that's the like thing that's like nice about it. You're like amazing powers in this really like kind package. So uh anyhow i love superman yeah <laughs> i'm like, no, I'm like how do i wrap this up yeah, i love superman yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it, it's dope you know i think uh you know obviously not getting into teeth but i think it's dope that you know we've kind of reverted back to the the mean when it comes to that i think for mm-hmm. for a few years we we're like what if superman was evil <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> and yeah. every, every and, year you know, been... you've got you've got um uh, kirkman's uh you know a- adaptation on amazon right now like we've gotten like a lot of like variations of like what about superman and different ideas or different yeah. things yeah so yeah no it's it's very fun i mean you know these characters are 70 years old 80 years old like there's something about them that is very adaptable and it's very fun to see different people have different takes on them like i'm definitely a person who never thinks there's one true take on anyone. Like I always love to see differences. So I, I don't know. Give me as much Superman as you can in every single form and every variation. Like I'm all, I'm all here for it. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm really excited. You know, hope he has that moment where, you know, cause in a lot of ways he's kind of been on the bench when it comes to mm. other media and stuff like that, which sucks as a parent, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I get tired of watching the same three shows all the time. So anytime <laughs> something new can come out, I'm mm-hmm. really excited for. So mm-hmm. hopefully when it does come out on Cartoon Network, my son could watch the intro 30, 40 times. A day. <laughs> <laughs> very, very excited for you to get a theme song stuck in your head. <laughs> yeah. And then for you, like, obviously you, you have this really good connection with, with Warner and DC. But is there anything else coming up outside of that that you're really excited about, whether it be animation or, or stuff you're writing? Yeah, well, I mean, honestly, like a lot of the things that I've been working on, especially working on for the last three years, is kind of all coming out now. Like there's there's a lot of stuff that's like, you know, like I said, it's like the end of Shazam is coming out uh, next week uh, as of recording this. Then we go- jump right into Lazarus Planet. Then we jump right into Revenge of the Gods. Um, I will say, and it's kind of related, but I'm very excited in May, there's going to be a hardcover collection of the entire run of New Champion of Shazam, including, like, I think some of the, the variant covers and things like that. So if you've been enjoying it and you want to have it all in one place, in one location, like, definitely you can pre-order the the uh, book. And it's, you know, it's also fun because I've never, I've never had anything I've written collected in a book form before, so... To have something to put on my shelf uh, is gonna is is really exciting. Other than that, there's a bunch of other stuff I'm working on, but unfortunately, they're all under various forms of NDAs right now. So I will say I'm super excited for people <laughs> to see the end of Shazam. I'm super excited for people to see Legion of Superheroes, and at some point in this year, I'm very excited to see have people see Superman. So uh, yeah, uh, read read the comic, and uh, maybe by the end of the year, I'll have some more news. <laughs> Awesome, yeah. awesome. Chris has got some space on that bookshelf, so there might be a spot up there for <laughs> Great. it. Yeah, it's yeah, a, yeah. Yeah, we can, knock, funny, yeah. we can knock some things off. You don't need gremlins. <laughs> you can move that. No, no, no. I can, I can move that. Um, it's it's funny, too, because like I, I've actually had like my New Year's resolution kind of in collecting comics. I'm like, mm. all right, I'm getting rid of all my floppies and just doing hardcovers. <laughs> oh, yeah, Because yeah. it's just like the space thing. Like yeah. uh, I just actually got um, Cliff Chang's Lonely City hardcover, oh, which was nice. like so good. Yeah. We had Cliff on and it was it was amazing. And I'm, I haven't even taken out the wrapping. I'm like, ooh, I don't want to get scratched on the shelf and stuff <laughs> yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so that's, uh, and then I just got uh, Batman by, you know, Grant Morrison volume mm. one. So mm, that's mm-hmm. been awesome. Because um, unlike you, I wasn't really sad that Superman... I was really excited that Batman died because I'm a big <laughs> fan. 
the fact that Dick was Batman for any period of time, I was like actually it, hoping that he it stayed. It was dead. a great run. Dick and Damien <laughs> together was a killer team. I really loved that run. <laughs> no, me, me too. And yeah. um, what Scott Snyder did with you know some mm-hmm. of their stories on with Dick, and you know it's always sad when I watch interviews with Grant, and they're like, "Yeah, we probably could have milked that for like five more years." And I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> like, well, those five years are gone now. So, <laughs> uh, so that's uh, it's it's exciting. Yeah, and uh, I love that DC does publish those things in hardcover yeah. um, so immediately because it, it is very hard. A, a yeah. lot of those shorter, you know, miniseries usually go straight to trade, and then you never mm-hmm. see sort of like a premium format. So I'm really excited for you to get that. And we're we're thankful for you to come on. You know, we're excited to see all of these things. That's why we reached out because I'm like, oh, like wow, there's so many things you're working on. But of course, that's years of hard work where it's like, hey, like I didn't write this yesterday. <laughs> and then they have to animate things and stuff like that. So, yeah. you know, kudos and, and congrats and, and thank you for coming on. Yeah, thank you guys for having me. I had, I had any chance to start talking about superheroes is a fun time for me. So, <laughs> all right. And with that, bada boom. Bada boom. Bada boom. Thank you for listening to the Bob and Podcast. Keep the conversation going with Chris and I on Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter. You can find us on all these places at at Boom Podcast. Get into the comments on our YouTube channel. Let us know what you like about the show or what you'd like to hear from us in the future. Until next time, please subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen. Thanks for listening. <laughs>